What's up, everything? It's the last podcast of the old year, and Jimmy Snuggerud is dominating at the World Junior Championship. The Blues managed to scrape by the Chicago Blackhawks, but are they still a dumpster fire of a team? We'll discuss that ahead. Plus, we'll talk about whatever else comes to our minds. So let's get started, and let's go Blues. podcast the last two guys one cup podcast of 2022 Ever. the 2022 guys one <laughs> podcast you might call it mm-hmm. and we are reunited in the lovely suburbs but i'm not going to specify which suburb of, across from what school of st louis missouri it is nowhere close to our or any other high school mm-hmm. and this street that he is off is not named after any girl's name or anything like that at all. So Ian does not have a blue dot on the internet. He's he's a normal sex <laughs> not one of the creepy ones. Uh, I can't be. I'm too close to a school. That's right. That's right. That's how you know Ian's good people. That's right. This is a he's safe allowed space. to live close to a school. As our neighbor told us, this is a great area because the cops are always driving by the high school. <laughs> <laughs> there are cops here all the time. Guys, so if you see, if you see cops knocking on my door, that's normal. Oh, they come just, by all the time. Just to make sure I'm safe. That's right. Oh boy, it's been a it's been a year for the Blues. A year ago, this time, what were we thinking about this team? They were uh, they were hot. They were red yeah. hot. And now they were mid nine twenty goal scorers. They and, were mid that. Oh yeah. Now they're fine. I guess they're now fine. they're now they're just mid. Now they're just mid. <laughs> <mid-mid. laughs> Exactly. Minute best. Um, you know they won tonight. They beat the Chicago Blackhawks two to one. I'll I'll give them credit for that. I mean you three to one. Excuse you, me. They shouldn't get any credit for that because no. that team has Not nine. Wins. You know, usually when you're playing a team that is tanking, it's like, oh, the players on the ice are trying to win. It's That's just right. that the team sucks. Tonight it did not feel that way. <laughs> it really didn't. There was no urgency at all on the Blackhawks' parts in the third period. That was one of the, just like, I don't know how often, I mean, you're a Tottenham fan, so you never see a team that's up by a lot of goals, but like when there's... It's true, though. When, it's true. <laughs> when there's a soccer game where it's like already three to nothing, and both teams are just kind of like, all right. You know, yeah, that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how it felt tonight, except it was two to one and the Blackhawks could very much have come back or tied it and they chose not to. But. They don't look like a, a hockey team. No, they, they, there were points where I'm like, do you know how this game is played? And man, when you look at their roster, though, it's also like it's guys like I hate to say this, but it's guys who should not be in the National mm. Hockey League. Like, why can't Jack Johnson want to? Won a Stanley Cup last year. He still shouldn't be in the national hockey team. Boris Kachuk, is that his first name? Boris? I think it's I think Boris so. Kachuk. He shouldn't be in the national hockey league. Tyler Johnson, like these people, 
not NHL players. It's past their prime or like Seth Jones, <laughs> you know, these guys. There's there's definitely pieces on that team where they just feel like the like land of forgotten toys where I'm like they have Andreas Anthonasiu. He was remember when he was fun and shiny and now he's not. Mm-hmm. Remember Max Domi was fun and shiny and now he's not. And it's like and that's who they'll say is like, see we've got NHL players. I'm like yeah, but one's no one else really wanted, right? Like, yeah. It's not really, doesn't say much about your organization that you're scraping up the bottom of the barrel in terms of uh, <laughs> FAs. Like, it's it's rough. It's a rough season for them. It's probably going to be a historically bad season. They haven't even broken into the double digits of wins yet. Mm-hmm. I believe they said they have two wins in their last, like, I think now it's like 20 games. Mm-hmm. They've gone on like two or three separate like eight or nine game losing streaks. They're really bad. Ian, we just watched a game against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to name for me twelve current Chicago Blackhawks. Okay, so Taves and Kane. Yeah, that's basically two free spaces. Okay. And Jones. Okay. McCabe. Jake McCabe, Jake that's McCabe. correct, yes. Okay. Um, Stalock. Uh-huh. Mrazek. Yes. I'm halfway there. That's right. Um, Anthony Siu. Yep. Domi. Yep. Uh, Tyler Johnson. Correct. Jack Johnson. Correct. Man, he's killing it. Two more. Taylor Radish. Yep. Oh no! There's gonna be another. There's got to be one more. I'm literally. Oh, you on. forgot one we've already talked about today. Oh no! Have we? Uh huh. On this podcast. Oh shit! This podcast only been like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh no, my brain. Um. Oh, and Kachuk. That's right. Uh, you've forgot such luminaries, if I may enlighten you. As uh, <clears throat> Jason Dickinson, oh yes, yes, Colin Blackwell, former Toronto Maple Leaf, oh, Colin right. Blackwell. Remember when, that's what JK like, was you remember when, like, every acquisition the Black the Maple Leafs make, he was going to be a big deal for a while. Oh, okay. oh I think, I think, uh, I think uh, Dubas really knows something about Colin Blackwell. Of course he did, because he's probably a former <laughs> Super <laughs> uh, That's right. Sam Lafferty, Jujar Kara. Mackenzie Entwistle, back, I believe, with the Chicago Blackhawks. Reese Johnson, don't think that's real. Philip Kurashev, Connor Murphy, Caleb Jones, Ian Mitchell, and Isaac Phillips. So you did pretty well. Are any of these people prospects? Like young guys that they think The youngest person on their team is Mackenzie Entwistle. 23 years old. Oh, sorry. Isaac Phillips, the defenseman, is 21. I guess but I mean, no, there's not any yeah, prospects. That's what I mean. Because so they traded Kirby guys... Doc and, uh, and DeVrincat. Mm. I mean, they're starting from the bottom, right? Like, they're going to have oh, to draft, yeah. and then they're going to have to wait a couple of years for some of those guys. Yeah, this up. is not one of those graceful New York Rangers kind of rebuilds. Right. This is a... I mean, I guess everybody's logic this year is, hey, if we get Connor Bedard, then we're automatically rebuilt, you know? But, like, right. this is going to be rough. 
I gotta find Kirby um, Doc, by the way, twenty two points in thirty five games this year. Not so bad. Yeah, uh, right. I mean he's probably not gonna be a great, great player, but he'd probably be fine. He'd be fine. He'll be great. Um, what was I saying? The you tweeted or you sent me a, a text of a tweet that was Pierre LeBron talking about like the various Look at uh, Kirby Doc's little RPM chart here. Not, not so bad. So solid NHL player. Montreal has reclaimed him. Yeah, that's um, right. What was Reclamation project, and he has been reclaimed. LeBron was talking about uh, those players, about Kane and Taves and uh, Chicago, and where he thinks they were headed or if they're going to go anywhere. Uh-huh. And it was kind of crazy to me that... Um, he was saying that there's no guarantee Taves wants to go anywhere, and it's not 100% yet with Kane either, although it's more likely in his case, which is why there's that big conversation coming. And it's like, why? <laughs> why, are, why is it, there any possibility that either of these guys stays? They should both be moved like as soon as possible for the best package for their careers and for the Blackhawks. Like, honestly, if they're... Trying to tell Kyle Davidson, like, no, I want to stay. It's like, dude, you are you are making this franchise worse by staying here. Mm-hmm. You're, like, actively hurting the Chicago Blackhawks as a franchise by remaining on this team. We need these first-round picks for you, dudes. Like, you're definitely going to get one for Kane. And honestly, a desperate team trying to make a playoff push that just needs that veteran presence, someone's going to give up a first for Jonathan Taves. Mm-hmm. No problem. And please do, because I swear if you give up a first for Jonathan Taves, that's setting the market for a more productive, slightly younger uh, Ryan O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. I need a first, baby. I want that first. Um, they they got to move. I'm very curious to see what happens with them. It seems like Kane is tied to the New York Rangers. It seems like that's what all the like rumors are. I don't know if there's any like active stuff going on with that, but it seems like that's the first team that always gets talked about. Taves, Taves is definitely going to like some other Midwest city because he's a boring man. He's going to go home to Winnipeg, I'm sure. He's going to go to um, the Colorado Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those things. Taves and Taves in Colorado. Taves and Taves. Yeah, right? Reunited, Reunited with his brother. Not, which they're not, not related. related. Um, There's a guy in the... Uh, let me look this up because it's actually really funny to me. There's a guy on Team Latvia. Also named Taves? <laughs> also named Taves. Give me a minute. I got to look up my article at thehockeywriters.com. I write for thehockeywriters.com. Um, <laughs> and I do these... Fastest da- growing uh, hockey reporter. That's right. I do these daily uh, previews for the World Junior Championship, which are a bitch to write. So, you know, give them a click <laughs> if you see them out there. But anyway, they have a team captain whose name is Gustav Ozolinch. Ozolinch. And I found out by accident, because this is certainly not a player I know, but good to remember if the uh, Gordel ever goes up to seven letters, <laughs> that uh, Sandus Ozolinch is apparently the greatest Latvian player in NHL history with the most points and goals and assists. Uh, is it like five? He, <laughs> he played for the Avalanche uh, during the Stanley Cup season, seven-time All-Star, Ian. And a Norris Trophy finalist. What? Plus the all-time leader in goals, assists, points, and games played by a Latvian player. He had a total of, this isn't going to tell me because it is disappointing, but he had a total of a lot of games in the NHL. 
So, Sandus Ozolene, we hardly knew you. Um, he looks like a Latvian, though. You know, in the way that Latvians look. Mm. 875 games. Man, that's got to be trippy to be, like, the person from your country. Like like mm. uh, Anshi Kopitar or yeah. Matt Zuccarello. Like, that's true. Ko- Kopitar is at least, like, he's probably an NHL Hall of Famer. Like, he's a legitimate mm. superstar. Zuccarello... With all respect, is just a guy, <laughs> but like, yeah, he's, but he's, but he's the, the best Norwegian of all time. Yeah, he's the Connor McDavid of Norwegian. Yeah, so. that's right. Uh, but um, yeah, I just thought that was funny to point out. Ozil Lynch uh, was apparently born in the USSR, but uh, oh, yeah. So also, here's a story I missed tonight uh, because we weren't paying close attention to the commentary because it wasn't uh, even enjoyable. Brayden Shin had 11 shots tonight. Mm-hmm. The last blue with 11 shots on goal was Alex Steen in a losing effort against the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> the Blues have lost or tied the past six games until tonight that we took, or that one player took 11 shots. Um, but it was, uh, I love this list because it's Alex Steen, Al McKinnis, Scott Young, Al McKinnis, Al McKinnis, Al McKinnis, Brett Hall, Al McKinnis, Brett Hall, Brett Hall, Brendan Shanahan, Brett Hall, 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 like six, seven times. And then a bunch of people that you might not, you know, might recognize or might not recognize, but, um, yeah, so, you know, it was a fine game tonight, but I don't know. Did you have any big takeaways on our side? No, not really. This was, we're almost in January, and January hockey is like, that's the, this is the doldrum of the season, right? Like, January is the middle of the season. You're too far, or you're too far in the season where you can't, you can't make wild predictions anymore. But you're also like far enough away from trade deadline where it's like you can't really be like, here's all the people getting moved in eight weeks. But then once you get into February and stuff, it starts to heat up again. You know, and we can talk about that because I think there are people out there now that are like in the uh, in the well, just make the playoff boat, make the playoff run boat with these guys. And you cannot do that. That's not an option. I know Mm -hmm. we've said this a lot. We've said this a lot. And, um, and, you know, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but like, if you, if you don't think we need a rebuild right now, one way to guarantee that we need a rebuild is to let those guys walk for nothing. Mm -hmm. Cause we let Schwartz walk for nothing. We let, uh, Perron leave for nothing. Mm -hmm. We let Petrangelo leave for nothing. And I don't, it's so weird to me that people don't like. They just don't talk about how trading Shattenkirk and Stasny are like big parts of the reason we won a Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. We got the pick we used for Shen, I think, and the pick we used for Thomas in those two trades. Or no, one of the picks was for Tage Thompson, so I think, which is like how we got... The it's your sacrificial lamb, yeah, for O'Reilly. And right. we don't need to do the Tage Thompson bit again. But I got like... 30 minutes to do on Tage. <laughs> 30 more minutes on Tage. 50-point uh, Haber Tage Thompson. That's right. But, um... Well, even like years past, like these were teams that weren't going to make 
the playoffs anyways, but like they traded Brad Boys, or they traded Brad Winchester, or they mm-hmm. traded um who's it, Eric Brewer and stuff, and like all those pieces, I think one of them got us a pick that was Mackenzie McEachern who played in some playoff games. Um, one of them was the pick that got us Jordan Bennington. Like I get mm-hmm. these are kind of reaches, but again, if you don't have that pick, you don't get that player, your team's different, for better or worse. And so I get that picks are it is talked about on Twitter this week where it's like, well, you know, pick's not gonna guarantee you like this great prospect that's gonna come in and change your franchise and stuff. And that's totally true. You can even pick first and have like a player that's just okay or whatever. Not kind of Bedard in this case, but you know, other years or whatever. But still you have to have those picks to even have a chance yeah. at an impact player. And the fact of the matter is like other than Jimmy Snuggerud at this point, who's having great world juniors, like we just don't have those players. Zach Balduck may, might yeah. be pretty good. Well, maybe a better example is who who do we have on defense? Nobody. Not like, literally just not anyone. Zilch. Yeah. Like when that's a good. Uh, I know it's not a great thing, but it's a somewhat good thing. And this is the only time to hear me say this that we have some of these guys signed to long ass contracts. Because we're going to need warm bodies on defense as we draft young defensemen because or trade for them or whatever. Yeah. Like, if you're trading um, Tarasenko and O'Reilly and you're trying to recoup picks, but, you know, you're going to get a player back, that player, like, has to be some sort of prospect on defense. Oh, like, yeah. Even if they're not some amazing player, but, like, some young guy that can play for cheap and be serviceable because... You're going to need that eventually. And we have, like, nobody. We yeah. Have, who do we have? Like, Matt Kessel? Matt Kessel, Tyler Tucker. Like, these are not... I mean, they're... That may literally it's fine, be it. But they're, like, not no, needle it's movers. No, it's bad. <laughs> but I mean, in the sense that they're not terrible players, but, like, you don't have... We don't have a number one coming down the pipe. We don't yeah. have a number two. We have no top three And, like, I, I genuinely believe in the best player available right. mentality, but that is more of a reason that you need to then go out and get the guy. You need to make the trade for the pieces that you need when you're not going to... Oh, Tyler Gall- Tyson Galloway also. Mm. Um, and Michael Bouchinger, who I think we just drafted this year. So we've got a couple pieces, but like you said, they're not like defense... They're not like game-changing defensemen. And that's all the more reason like when the opportunity presents itself... Go out and get the players. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Bolduck also almost two points a game in the QMJHL. But I know, I know, you know, anybody can be two points a game, but just saying. That's right. Um, and I think, you know, people say, well, you're going to go out and get a pick that's not a sure thing. And it's like, first of all, that's kind of dumb logic to me because, like, going to the wild card isn't a sure thing. Second mm-hmm. of all, with our drafting team our picks have been closer to sure things than most i mean first round busts true busts are like dominic bach who we traded Mm. and uh nick jordan schmaltz yeah Yeah, those are the only two in the armstrong era that were like first round real real busts and i would say not only that, like everybody else we drafted in the first has been like a decent to good NHL, or I guess Quinn Cotson, you could argue now. Mm-hmm. But he's like in the NHL, at least. But you that know? was the first year where the 31st pick was in the first round. So he's really, you know, yeah. technically a first round, or really a second round. That's right. Um, but yeah, with regards to like O'Reilly and Tarasenko and everything, 
Like LeBron wrote that the plan before the season, as he heard, was that the Blues would circle back to Ryan O'Reilly's camp, led by his agent Morris in the new year, but with the Blues still struggling to stabilize their season, uh, LeBron thinks it's more likely O'Reilly gets dealt as opposed to extended. Uh, O'Reilly's agency said nothing new to report uh, this past Thursday, or I guess today. O'Reilly doesn't have a no, doesn't have no trade protection, so the Blues should be able to drum up a nice market for the 2019 playoff MVP. I know that sentence wasn't grammatically correct hockey English, but it sounded like he said, O'Reilly doesn't have no trade protection, you know. He ain't got none of that trade protection. (laughs) He can go wherever Dougie wishes. And then he says, um, from the captain obvious category, Vladimir Tarasenko asked for a change of scenery. Year and a half ago, isn't signing an extension, that's for sure. Unlike O'Reilly, however, Tarasenko has a full no-trade clause, so he'll have his say in what happens out of March 3rd. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. We haven't had something like this happen since 2018, like a sale of anyone, and even then it was, I mean, Stasny is a good player, Shanker is a good player, but like they're not on the same level as what O'Reilly and Tarasenko mean to this franchise or have meant, so... Uh-huh. I'm not advocating keeping them, but I do think it's going to be one of those things where when it happens, it's going to be a little bittersweet and it's going to be kind of a bomb. I feel like, I feel like, um, army is not the type to make these deals on deadline day. Like, I just don't think he's going to be making them on March 3rd. So I feel like he certainly won't make both of them. Oh yeah. It definitely feels like at least one of them. Would be happening like a week ahead of time, at yeah. least, or something, because he's going to want to Statsny was on deadline day, yeah, I believe, but I don't think he'd do both of these on deadline day mm. for sure. Uh, by the way, Dominic Bach, I looked up, is now back in Germany without ever having played an NHL game. He's played for Ice Bar in Berlin, which is the Ice Bears, and this year he's playing for Liv in Frankfurt, which is the Lions. So, <laughs> you know. 37 points in 33 games, though. So maybe we'll sign him as, like, that European import player. And that'll be that'll be that. Full circle. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be it's gonna be tough when we trade those guys. That's a given. I, nobody wants to see those guys leave. I would like to see Ryan O'Reilly stay forever. But, like, at this point, we're not contenders for anything. And, like, you don't want to get into that same Taves-Kane situation where it's like they're just here because this is where they've always been. Mm -hmm. And it sucks with O'Reilly because it's really, like, obviously he can be a Blues legend forever. He was a captain. He won the Cup and the Smythe and everything. But, like, when it's all said and done, his Blues tenure is going to have been fairly short, and that's kind of sad and weird, you know? But, like, um, but... That's how it's played out. And if he's not resigning and you think you can get, or, you know, and I mentioned this last time, maybe you think there is an option there, but you just go to him and say, look, even if you want to stay here, do you want to stay here with more young talent that you can potentially win with again? Or do you want to stay here and be like the wizened old man on like a rebuilding trash team? Like if we trade you to Toronto and you compete there for half a year and then if you want to sign here in the offseason we'll do it like that is 
at least worth discussing. It very rarely happens. It probably won't happen here, but, you know, at least it's yeah. a thought or a possibility. If I mean, here's the thing. If we trade Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly, we're probably going to need to go get another center in the mm. offseason, whether that be him or Bo Horvat or someone much cheaper. But, like, you know. Tyler Bozak. Tyler Bozak. He's coming back. back. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I don't hate O'Reilly, and I still think even though he's lost the stuff and he's having kind of a rough season, he's still very useful. Um, and I'd like to keep him here too, but it's just, it's always going to be the money. Like, you know, as a free agent, he's just bound to get more yeah, I mean, somewhere I'm, else. I'm actually even more worried with him about the term. Oh, yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, he's going to be 32, probably. Yeah, if he wanted $7 million for three years, I'd probably do it. But he's probably going to want six for like five or mm-hmm. six years, and that I'm like not into, uh, you know? Tarasenko, I feel like, man, even though he's not had the best year either, I think you can end up getting more for him just due yeah. to what he brings. I mean, Ryan Riley, great player, great leader. Great center, all that jazz, but like I just think if you get a hot Tarasenko, I think that's like shiny and fun for like a GM or even like an owner, someone like uh, Dundon or whatever down in Carolina. Like I just think, I think he commands more in terms of like what we might be able to get back for him. And again, I've of either of those two, I would love to have Tarasenko long term, but he's gonna want more if not the same amount of money and for probably yeah that's his last giant contract so probably for seven years and you just you can't tie money up with them so you're just going to have to send them on his merry way which again sucks i wish you'd stay here and retire here but it just doesn't line up with like where this team is at and what they need to do yeah it's too bad i wish they were all troy browers and i could be like get them out of here bye-bye and you get pieces for him, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard either way. And then there's also um, Ivan Barbashev, who's you know on a, t- a couple tiers down. But if you end up moving him or you don't sign him this summer or something, that's like three holes in your top nine that you gotta fill. Um, you'll have a bunch of money freed up, but also those contracts of Thomas and Kyrie kick in, so. It'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting summer. It's. I will say that I look forward to them trading these guys and see what kind of pieces they can get back. Mm-hmm. But then I do. I will sympathize with folks that say like, okay, well now you've got your picks, you've got some of your prospects. Now like, what are you gonna do like with the team as is into the twenty three, twenty four season? And that is, I think, the more curious part of like, yeah, what do you do with a team that's gonna have some glaring holes in their lineup? Because you can't, because you have to do something. It's not like losing Perron and you get Josh Levo to fill that hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one. That's one thing, and that's also not Phil, working. Phil, Phil is a generous word. I, I mean, say. he exists in the hole that Perron <laughs> left. <laughs> but yeah, because it's just I would hate for them to go that route. Because if they do, if they're just like, I hey, will just fill with some guys, then you're essentially completely committing to a rebuild. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm. I want to fast forward to that period because I want to see what happens with this team. And every time they get like an extra point in the shootout, I'm like, I don't give a. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like, give me, give me to the change. Give me to the excitement. Give me to, give me to the end of February or whatever.
whatever. Um, the, here's another thing we can talk about. Coyotes beat the beat the um, Leafs six to three, but there uh, Leah tweeted that he better chick run to the St. Louis Blues. Nah. Guys, it's not nah. happening. I and I'm not picking on her because a lot of people have been saying that, but like that's an insane take. It's he's gonna be so expensive, and we can't yeah, afford gonna, another defense. And what are you gonna trade? Yeah, you're talking about okay, Snuggerud's gone. A first is gone. Yeah. You spent all your money on three shitty cars, and now you want a, a fourth one. Like, with what will you be acquiring? How? Will, what will you be using to get said yeah. player? You, you would you would have to move a Preco or a Krug or a Fox. Like, yeah. It's you. You would have to. You yeah, would, but then you'd must. have to pay more. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Then you have to pay more in order to be like, here, can you please take this shitty contract on? More of what? Oh, no. It's not happening. Nor nor would that man change this team. Is he like a defensive defense? Is he like a two-way guy? Like, to me, he's just somebody that's like supposed to be a good defenseman. He's in Arizona, so they go, well, it's rough there, you know. And so we haven't actually seen him be a said good defenseman. And so now it's just like, remember when he got drafted five years ago or whatever, and everyone was like, oh, he's he plays great defense. He's, he's going to be a great defenseman. So now he's, his career's on pause, and he's just going to pick back up when he was 18 or whatever. Like, I just don't buy it. He's not that good. He's not worth what people are going to be for him. He's fine, but he's like an offensive defenseman more than anything, and we just don't need that. What's Jeff Merrick always on about? I think it's with Chikrin. That he's like, oh, it's going to be it's going to be the Heatley deal or whatever. He's like, it's going to be an established player, or it's going to be the Burns deal. It's going to be an established player, a high-end prospect, and a first-round pick or something. Because it was like Devin Setaguchi, some, um, mm-hmm. oh, uh, Charlie Coyle, and a first. And it's like, okay, so what are we giving? If that's the ask, what are you giving? What are you going to give them? And it can't, like you said, it can't be any of those defensemen because that's like that's a late, negative. That's a negative towards yeah. them. So, <laughs> so what even established player? Obviously, it's not Kyber or Thomas. Right. Although they'll be asking. So. I wouldn't even know who's our next piece that they'd want. That's what I mean. We don't have anybody else young. Like Torpchenko, maybe? Billy Armstrong drafted Torpchenko. Probably likes him. That's going to be funny. I must have. I knew this guy was going to be a hit. I fucking knew it. I just need a couple more dollars to get this thing really popping. Um, we got nothing. We are a, we are a zero match for Jacob yeah. Chikrin on yeah. so many levels. On top of, I just don't think it's a very logical addition for where we're at right now. Like, it's also just, we can't possibly buy him. <laughs> so, I mean, Doug Armstrong's made me look like an idiot before, but... I just feel like the... If he was as good as people think he is, then he'd be moved already. Yeah. I get the ask is high, but if he's well, that good, also someone like, would have paid that already. Well, a big part of the ask is supposedly his contract, and it's like, first of all, 
there's two years left on it after this year. So that's like not, that's a diminishing value. For how much? 4.6 million, which is great. That's great for a first or second pairing defenseman. But like, and you know, it also runs out when he's like 27. So you can give him a long next deal and feel like a good chunk of that will still be in prime years. But like, I don't know, man. It's just not, he's not fixing this defense. It's like you've got, an anchor. They're throwing you more. And anchors. you're trying to put like a piece of lanyard chain in there, you know, and it's like <laughs> it's not gonna that's not gonna solve anything, you know. So he's gonna snap another one of his bones. That's right. Um Jeremy Rutherford tweeted uh Craig Ruby's thoughts on Callie Rosen and it said he's got pretty good skill set. Like I mean he's got feet and hands that are NHL for sure. Just keep him going here, and I think the more we give him minutes and give him confidence, he's going to keep growing and play better, which is fine. Like, definitely give him more minutes, but it is kind of funny to me that Callie Rosen is 28 years old, and these people who are talking about him like he's our next big defensive prospect, you know? I am excited that he's playing He's about to turn 29! He turns 29 in February! Like, I love... Listen, this podcast... Stands, he is Rosen, Callie Rosen. That's right. Do not mishear anything I'm saying. We love this man. Play him 35 minutes a night, as far as I'm concerned. But like, he's not like a long term solution. You know, he's not like the next big thing in St. Louis Blues' rich tradition of producing blue liners. He's like another. Carl Gunnarsson, mm. which, great, I love Carl Gunnarsson. He complimented your dress that one time. Not your dress, you weren't wearing a dress. <laughs> the way you dressed. He complimented the way you dressed. Uh, yeah, the dress. Yeah. Um, What's Carl that Bo- word Bo- for Gunnarsson. well-dressed that uh, people like? Um, sharp. Debonair, that's probably what I'm debonair. thinking of. Yeah. Oh. yeah, that's right. I don't think that's even the one I was looking for, but you name a kid Debonair and call him Deb. That's Short right. For Debonair. <laughs> um, yeah, if he's a Gunnarsson type at best, great. But like you said, he's twenty nine, which to me sounds like older than me, even though that's three years younger than me. <laughs> and Savior by Rise Against didn't come out fifteen years ago. Mm, that's right. I yeah, he's not like a solution. I do I have seen the same stuff. People are like, play Callie Rosen, he's like he's been so good this season, blah blah. I'm like, yeah, I agree. I agree hundred percent for sure. But there is a t- kind of undertone of like, you know, then he's in the top four, we've got this shit fixed. And it's like no 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 no. Um, I guess, I mean, everyone already knows, but the whole reason Calder Rosen even slots in was because Tori Cruz is out for six weeks. I, I don't know, even really we haven't even talked what, about that. For what? Upper body injury? Lower, I don't even know when this was sustained. Lower body, yeah. He blocked a shot late in the game, mm, the overtime don't do win. That. Don't do that. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad idea for sure. I wouldn't. Uh, it's not, it doesn't really hurt the team necessarily that he's gone. I mean, it hurts the power play. Um, but defensively, not any different. No difference here. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I was really surprised by the people who were like, this derails our season. I'm like, oh, you guys hated Dory Krug a yeah. week ago. And you have reason to. That's fine. I get it. He hasn't been good this year. Hasn't really been good ever as a blue, but. He really was, um. 
I may have said this before, he really was kind of like a Mike Yo acquisition in the sense that when he was acquired, I think deep down inside, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. But, but 90% of me outwardly was like, yeah, yeah, because he, he's not Alex Petrangelo, but he does score a lot. Uh, and like he, I remember him being a Because we got defense a little different. Yeah, but it's, it's good. It's good. But that's all right. And like deep down, I was like, I know. No, no, this can't be good. This is no, no way this is good. Yeah, Here we are. <laughs> definitely. Uh, it's also weird. Shout out to Matthew DeFranks, the new Blues reporter for oh, yeah. the Post Dispatch. It is so weird seeing him tweet about this team. Mm. And it's like just taking taking so much getting used to, you know. I'm like, I'm like, there's another person to follow. That's right. Jim, that's not an old man. When Jim Thomas, respect to Jim Thomas. We love Jim Thomas. Yes. We stand Jim Thomas on this <laughs> podcast. But uh, no, he's really the nicest guy. But. When he took over, I don't remember having that. I guess because I'd like seen him on Twitter enough that right. it was like, oh, this isn't weird. But like Matthew DeFranks tweeting about giving Boris Kachuk uh, an assist on Callie Rosen's second goal in two games. Maybe Matthew DeFranks is the reason Callie Rosen has taken that's off. Right. Isn't the DeFranks have like family here or something? I think that's what he was tweeting about. Like they moved, he moved into St. Louis to be closer to family, so... Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm all for someone under the age of 40. I'm more like under the age of 50. No disrespect to uh, JR and Korak to be, like, tweeting about this. Uh, Is JR team. over 50? No, but I'm saying might as well be. Oh, okay. You know, might as well be. All his health concerns. He uh, has no health concerns, but the guy talks a lot about eating T-Rabs, and I'm like, oh, boy. The amount, of, the amount he talks about eating... He's kind of a... I'm going to rewind. He's kind of like Elliot Friedman, where Elliot Friedman, <laughs> like, really, really shit talks himself a little too hard, and you're like, calm down, buddy. Yeah. Uh, JR talks a lot about eating food and but that he shouldn't be, and he's always like, I really shouldn't be eating this much food. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, man, all right. It's okay. It's all right. Eat as much as you want. You're fine. Do whatever. Eat those tea rabs. That's right. Um, yeah, so it's different. That's <laughs> shit. Different. I mean, Craig Ruby loves Callie Rosen. That's right. And he's acknowledging our Lord and Savior, Callie. So that's good. The Blues lost two overtime games against mm. Vegas and Toronto. You know, you get the point. That's great. You get They're, that loser point. They were both top five teams in the NHL. So you you hang in there with with some really good teams. I mean, that's, that is a positive. Unfortunately, you go back to allowing four more goals a game, mm-hmm. uh, which I think we've done in more than half of the games we've played this season, which not great. In fact, actually terrible. Um, so maybe fix that up. They only allowed one tonight, so that's good. That's good news. Who do we play next? The Wild? That could be worrisome. Minnesota Wild. Yeah, Ooh, 5 p.m. game Saturday. Oh, wow, and then we're at the Leafs, at the yeah, Devils, who are rotten to the core right now, okay. at Montreal, at Minnesota. Then we host Calgary twice. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's weird. Then that's we host weird. Tampa. So very winnable games coming up. Right, right. The thing, I guess they did it tonight, but like the thing is you got to start making progress. Thomas Grice's new mask is a nod to Freddie Braithwaite. Oh, I, I, know. <laughs> I was like, bro, not, every, he's, not he's, everything has to be honored. Not everything <laughs> has to be. 
Just because it happened doesn't mean we have to honor it. Thomas is like, I've heard what people are saying about me, and I am going to. <laughs> there is a connection. Supposedly, Freddie Braithwaite was the goalie coach for a while for the Islanders okay. while Grace was there. But it is still kind of like, eh. <laughs> Someday someone's going to be like, I'm honoring uh, my Steve town. Mason. Yeah, I'm like Steve Mason. <laughs> Chris Mason, Chris I'll be Mason, like, yeah. why? <laughs> Did he die? <laughs> oh, God. Freddie Braithwaite. Okay, I'll be honest. Just, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was to say, I'll be real honest. Freddie Braithwaite was a player that came to my radar when I was like 10 or 11. Because? Because he was black. He was a good goal. And he was, oh, <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> the black thing for you? Oh, I don't see colors. <laughs> I just remember because there was like one black player I knew of in the entire NHL in like the early 2000s, and it was Mike Greer. Uh huh. And that was it. And even then, we're being like, wow, holy cow. Like, do you remember, as long as we're tiptoeing around these subjects, right do you remember now. when in like the 2010, 2011, 2012 kind of NHL chow games when oh, Ryan Reeves yeah. was like shamefully black. Not <laughs> like, it's not shameful to be dark skinned, but like Ryan Reeves is not. Yeah. And he was like the color of night. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't have the color palette. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got uh, Usain Bolt level and nothing else. They have your teeth glow in the dark. This is really, <laughs> this is really funny to me. So when Grice signed a one-year deal with the Blues in the offseason, a mass celebrating his former coach was a no-brainer. When I learned that Freddie used to play here, I looked up his Blues helmets from back in the day. I really liked this one, so I figured I should get one like that too. He was a great guy. I really enjoyed working with him, especially, and I love working with all people of his skin color. <laughs> <laughs> No way have I ever been associated with anything that would be considered uh, yes. anti that. Next, next, Thomas Grice will uh, wear a mask honoring his mentor, Sidney Applebaum. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, you know. <laughs> uh, There's nothing. Nothing's ever been said about Thomas Cross. Yeah, it is, Thomas. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Uh, <laughs> why didn't he get the start tonight? By the way. Oh, he definitely should have. Don't trap Bennington out in front of the fucking blacks. Oh, that's right. We didn't Don't mention. Waste his time. We didn't mention also that Tarasenko was a. Uh, a late scratch tonight because of illness. Non-COVID. Related. Yes. Well, of course. I love how we're not even talking about COVID now. I assume they've got rid of, gotten rid of all the protocols and everything. People still get it, but it's over. Yeah. That's right. Um, you know, what was going to say? The Maple Leafs game, I actually thought the Blues played pretty well. Until the end. Because you mentioned Tarasenko, and I was thinking of the overtime goal mm-hmm. where he lackadaisically was going to skate it out of the zone and Nylander fucking picked his pocket like a schmuck. Oh, that looked terrible. That was so bad. It made me made me physically ill to watch that happen. Um, but yeah, it was, it was decent. What, this, this last period, they got four points out of a possible six, so... 
trending in the right direction if the right direction is winning. And I guess it always is, but there you go. There's some positivity for you. I think we've been pretty positive this podcast. It's, they've always been downers. This whole season's been a downer. But look, they're playing better-ish. We'll just see how it goes against, like, you know, some real teams that, you know, aren't the Blackhawks after this. Yeah, that's fair. Um, anything else you want to talk about? What else should we talk about? World Juniors? There's the World Juniors happening currently. Yeah, Jimmy, that's true. Jimmy Snuggerud's got, like, what, like four 17 goals? 17 goals. Something like that. He actually looks like a player. I mean, I know that's probably what they thought when they drafted him, but I didn't think he was going to be this necessarily. Granted, with a you know, big fat asterisk, just because you do well in World Juniors doesn't mean you're going to be the best player ever, and vice versa, and all that jazz. But, I mean, he looks pretty good. He's got quite a release. He's got quite a shot. He's in the right areas of the of the ice. Um, yeah. Could be a real steal for the Voyeurs, I feel like. I forgot he was American from Chaska, Minnesota. <laughs> Chaska Zone. That's far enough away from Minneapolis that you can say you're from there. That's kind of like if you were from, like, uh, like Eureka, distance-wise. I'd be like, okay, you can say you're from Eureka instead of St. Louis. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I guess so. How far is, like, a, just a straight-up suburb of Minnesota? Yeah, it is. Like, southwestern, western in Minneapolis. How far do you have to live outside St. Louis to say you're not from St. Louis? Is it, is it Eureka? No, Eureka, you're still in St. Louis. Louis. Wentzville, I would say Wentzville to the west is within the limits. Okay. So you have to be in, like, Forestell out. To be yeah. from, and even if you're in Forestell, I think you probably say, "Where are you from?" Oh, I'm, you know, like if you're introducing yourself to someone, right. you know, from somewhere. Um, I don't know about the South. I guess Arnold, but no, that's still. I'd say Arnold, St. Louis. Yeah, but it's in Jeffco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically. God, what a hellscape! Yeah, but if you just go over the if you just go over the hill and grab white bluffs, you wouldn't say you're no longer in St. Louis. That's true. That's true. Definitely true. Uh, I wonder. I wonder this because when I used to work at a Panera, you know, big ups Panera um, in Springfield, there was a woman I worked with, and she was from St. Charles, and she would tell people, and they asked her like, "Oh, where'd you grow up?" and we're in Missouri or whatever, or there'd be some people from, you know, Oklahoma or Arkansas or whatever. Uh-huh. And she'd be like, oh, St. Charles. Yeah. And they'd be like, I don't know where that is. And she'd be like, oh, it's like, you know, half hour outside of St. Louis or whatever. And I always want to be like, just say St. Louis. I don't yeah. tell people I'm from Manchester. Yeah, just say St. Louis. I just go to St. Louis because people know what that is. Yep. If we're if we're conversing in St. Louis and I ask where we're from, go oh, ahead sure. and say St. Charles. But like to people outside the greater St. Louis area, yeah. just say St. Louis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't care for it. Now let's do our draft of the top five suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> Get your picks in, folks. Number one. Um, oh, boy. Con- controversial. Um, you got to go with Sunset Hills. <laughs> Sunset Hills. Oh, I like baby. how many like weird little neighborhoods there are in this city and how like... 
weirdly. Uh, I feel like my number one pick. Yeah. This is gonna be controversial. Might be University City. Oh, wow. it's got yeah. the culture. It's got a little bit of its own identity. That's true. You know, um, obviously a lot of gentrification, which you know, not always a good thing. But I don't want like Chesterfield is like the Cadillac of suburb, but it's like too sterile for me. Yeah, Chesterfield's a real. A real, a really nice, yeah. a really expensive wet blanket. That's true. Now, Creve Core or like Huntley. I mean, Huntley is like where all the money. That's like insane. Where is Huntley? Huntley is like, um, God, I'm so bad at like where things actually are. But it's like where uh, is it Chaminade that's right there? It's literally so small. Let me really? Is it like right above Town and Country or something? Yeah, I think so. Huntley is. Right north of De Pere and Rock Hill. Oh, okay. So just north of Manchester along Lindbergh. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Close, close to Westport. And it is nice. That's where, like, all the bushes live okay. and all that sort of stuff. So. What about, um, what about Frontenac? Frontenac's very nice, what yeah. What about, uh, let's name, let's name all the let's nice ones. <laughs> Ladue, Clayton. Clayton. Clayton is weird, though. I love it. It's interesting to see as you zoom in which ones on like Google Maps, which ones actually get a shout out. Oh, yeah. So far, if you're far enough out, it's just St. Louis and St. Charles. Then Chesterfield and St. Peter's come in. Then Wentzville. Then Maryland Heights, Fenton, Arnold, and Pacific, and Troy. Troy's not in St. Louis. I'll give no, you that. You're, yeah, you're from Troy. Although, from Troy. it's funny because... Um, they made that show, The Thing About Pam, which is about that crazy murder case oh, yeah. that happened out there. It had Renee Zellweger in it. And they treated Troy like it was like, oh, he came in from the city. Like he'd spent, like he'd <laughs> driven like six hours. You know? and it's like, okay, I don't know about that. Hold up. Oh, you got one of your fancy big city lawyers huh? from St. Louis. I've never been there. It was a three-day train trip when I was a kid. So it was last, I think it was the last Bachelor. Was from Eureka. And uh-huh. That's what they did. He was like, "I'm from a small town outside of St. Louis." I'm like, you're yeah, from Eureka. From Six Flags, my guy. Come on, bro. Calm down. You have like a big ass high school. Like, yeah. Chill already. Yeah. If you went to Eureka High, you can't be like, "I'm from a small town." Well, I mean, it does flood like six times a year, but <laughs> for a small town, there's all the people that died in the flood. <laughs> you ever like trace the actual Merrimack River and be like, "This thing goes on forever." Oh yeah, it's bonkers. When I, when I go way far down 141 and I'm like crossing a river again, I'm like, what is this? And like, it's the Merrimack again, motherfucker. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like all the way down in like, where the hell even am I? Sullivan, Missouri? It goes all the way down to friggin' like, God only knows, Steelville? Also, it is like the most tangled ass river I've oh, ever yeah. seen, too. Where the hell does this thing end? <laughs> Stop going places. Okay, it stops in Steelville. Like you think real. that's what explorers thought? I'm going. I'm going down to Steelville to see the source of the Merrimack River. Wow, there she is. <laughs> there she is. I'm standing knee deep in the Merrimack River. It's like you could have done that in Merrimack or in uh, Castlewood too. Remember the Merrimack Caverns? Uh yes, I think so. I also think I have. <laughs> That's how long I've ago it was. I've seen a lot of ads for it. Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen everywhere. those. Uh, it's it's the same temperature all year round. Oh yeah, it is, baby. Fourteen degrees inside and out every single day. 
I like how it's Missouri's largest show cave. So we have other caves that are bigger, <laughs> but we can't so. show them. <laughs> Not for sure. I remember in seventh grade or eighth grade, I think it was seventh grade, we went to, oh boy, Castlewood uh-huh. State Park. No, mm-hmm. like out down Manchester, somewhere between Manchester and 44. Not Castlewood. That's the one right by us. No, not Castlewood. Rockwood. 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 Okay. I think it's Rockwood. Yeah, definitely not Castlewood. <laughs> there is Rockwood. Uh... School district. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not that. We didn't go there. Okay. And there was a cave we went into. We were supposed to go in for school. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go in here as like a part of like biology or whatever. This wasn't for the sixth grade camp no, cave? No, no, no. Okay. No. And they were like, in order to get in here... You gotta lay down on your side, and you gotta roll. No, 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 how is this not a liability? Here's a thought. Here's a thought. If you want, if, if it's a cave people can go in and out of, get rid of some of the fucking rock at the entrance. That'd be unnatural. I don't give a shit. It's unnatural to roll into <laughs> things. I don't like caves. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not a big fan of caves. They're not meant for people. That's right. They're Bears meant for bats. bats. Bears and bats in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Merrimack Cave is considered one of the best in America. <laughs> Who's asking? Is Kentucky like the cave state? Mammoth Cave is in Kentucky. It's a national park. Well, I should go. We should, should go. go. We should go together. We should do it. And then roll into it. <laughs> Can I roll into this cave? Yeah, I mean, it's like 100 <laughs> yeah. foot entrance. Yeah, you could also you walk to. into it. <laughs> Dance, do whatever you want to come on in. <laughs> Maybe you should look up the definition of mammoth and get back to us. We've got a whole stair system running down to it. I know it's a national park. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also a national park just like randomly in South Carolina somewhere that I'm like, oh. It's not the Outer Banks, is it? No. They're like adding new national parks. I'm like, I don't like this shit. No, no, no. Cap it out. There's not new. You couldn't have discovered new (laughs) shit. It's like, it is a little bit to me where it's like, okay, man, like, do whatever you want to preserve stuff, but, like, there should be a tier where it's like, okay, these are the real ones, like, Yellowstone, Acadia, Big Sur, Arches, like, all the ones in Utah, Alaska, those are fun. Those are real national parks. Don't give me, like, a forest in Iowa and be like, this is a national park, too. It's like, fuck off, you know? This is why they have, like, the Mark Twain, like, national forests and things like that, where I'm like, cool. But, yeah, I'm like, national park... To me, should denote like, oh, you got to come here and see this shit. It's yeah. nuts. But if it's like, yeah, it's like just a great bluff. I'm like, <laughs> what part? That's like you got drone footages now where you can make anything look incredible. Mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok the other day. They made it look like there was, they, they, there's this like bl- these bluffs outside of Milwaukee. Yeah. They made it look like it was the fucking entrance to the Lord of the Rings, you know, with the, the, oh, the yeah. two big statues and everything. They made it look like that. And I'm like, Bitch, that ain't Milwaukee. And I looked it up on Google. And I was like, listen, it's beautiful. It was very nice. But they're just like bluffs along like Michigan or whatever lakes up there. And I'm like, yeah, that looks more realistic. You know? But, dude. You gotta, you gotta sell 
You gotta sell some tourism. Speaking of TikTok things I should not have spent one second watching and have spent like a collective 12 minutes watching, some guy is ranking every state. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I may have showed you this by how aesthetically pleasing their county map is. And we're to the top 10 now, and Missouri is still in it. So I'm holding out hope, baby. I'm waiting for them to look at St. Louis County and St. Louis City and be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I feel like he will probably mention the city, but like, it, there's a lot of squares in Missouri's oh, yeah. county map. What was the one in the lower ranks that looked really good, but they were all like Z shaped? Oh yeah, I'll have to look. Nebraska at... or something. Yeah, I'll have to look back at that. But man, Missouri's just works. Plus, like, especially if you know that like all the zigzaggy ones are just literally the Missouri River <laughs> breaking them up, you know. Have they done, like, Maryland or something? One of those has, like, a... Bu- or West Virginia. Or one of them has, like, some bonkers-looking Vietnam-looking one. Or Laos, where it's, like, a crazy snake county. And it's, like, oh, it's gerrymandering at its best. And it's fine. And yeah. I'm like, what is this even following? What is this county? Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad someone's doing the hard work. Tough-hitting journalism. Yeah, Maryland's wacky. Minnesota's got that one up top that's like, you know, crazy. Um, okay, well, we started talking about the shape of counties, so I'm thinking maybe the podcast is done at this point. Uh, Sorry, hold on real quick. We gotta get we gotta get to someone telling you that yes, uh, they should give up stuff for uh, Chickram because he's an elite two way defenseman. Yeah, he's not, bro. Blues also have seven million in deadline space, he says. So as long as Krug remains in IR long enough, it won't be hard to make. Oh uh, no! People don't like I. Do, it is now. See, you've unlocked another ten minute ramp. But like, it is baffling to me that people think, "Oh yeah, we can just spend more money on defense." Mm-hmm. We cannot do that. We we cannot do. We cannot spend another dollar on defense. Here's an idea. <laughs> If you wanted Jacob Chikrin, you shouldn't have been saying Nick Letty signing was a great idea. You know who makes comparable amounts of money? Nick Letty now and Jacob Chikrin. (laughs) If you thought Jacob Chikrin was so damn good, you knew he was available, you should have been saying then, hey, Doug, don't sign Nick Letty. Get trade for Jacob Chikrin. Because then... (laughs) You have Jacob Chikrin, you have the same amount of cap space we have now, and it works out. That, by the way, would still be too much cap space to spend on a bad or mediocre defense, but at least it would be the same. These people now want us to add Jacob Chikrin to a defense that is already at $27 million. And unless Tory Krug is just on LTIR forever, yeah, which there's like, no reason to believe he will be. It's like six weeks, he'll be back. Yeah, and even if it's this even if it's this whole season, he'll be back next year. Right. And it just doesn't, but there's money. There's no money. Where's the money? You don't want to have an offense? So you want our whole team to be crappy defensemen, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo, and that's it. Yeah. Because Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, and Bradishin together are going to make $22, $23 million combined. Mm-hmm. And then your defense is going to make 31 in this scenario. That's $54 million. What's Scandella's contract? One more year, 
seven five or something. Baby. I mean, I'm hoping he's LTIR for life at this point, but, but if he's not, you got. If he's Groove not, that's back. thirty-four million dollars. Groove comes back, Scandella comes back. Prunovich, you hope he gets healthy. Like as much as we said, we need better defensemen, and we do. We also do have like a log jam when people get healthy, uh-huh. which is. I mean, what didn't they have Scandella? We didn't talk about that. Scandella and Prunovich like practice. I mean, non-contact, but like they were out on the ice practicing and stuff. That's like a big jump for both of them. Uh, there's just no space. There's no, like, unless this is, like, a game-changing defenseman. And, again, I think Chikrin's good, but I just don't think he's worth all the assets they're going to want and paying him as much money as he's going to need. Like, it's just, it's it's a zero match. It's a, it's a non-match. It's a match if you make it up in your head and you go, well, they'll take Krug back, and we're only going to give them Torpchenko in, like, a third. And it's like, yep. Perfect, a perfect trade in a fantasy world. Yeah, it's stupid. stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with him. You just literally, if you can give a contract back, fine. But then you get paid more to give a contract back. So if 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 you're first of all, do all of Krug, Falk, and Pareko have no trades? Modified. I guess I, I can so. look this up. I've got the I page. Feel up. Like they do. Doug hates no move clauses. So yeah, no they, clauses. all three of them, all three of them have no trade. So it's done. You can't get rid of any of them. Nick Letty has a no trade clause. Ooh, what are you baby. fucking thinking? <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be a long, painful couple of years, baby. I think yeah. that, that's the that's the I'm, thing that occurs to me. Like when we trade O'Reilly and Tarasenko, we get those prospects. You have some pieces like, ooh, fun. And then you're like, what are you going to do on defense? Because they're immovable. And it's just like, oh, fuck. We're going to have to win despite them. Not great. Not yep. great strategy, Doug. Pull some magic out of your ass, Doug. I swear to God, if we go into next season, it's the exact same decor, which it's going to have to be. And he's just like, yeah, we're confident with this group. It's like, with what confidence have they given you? Yeah. The comments where you had to go out in front of the media like a month in and be like, I know you don't want to hear about it from the coach because we suck so hard, but here now you can talk to me. Yeah, what what confidence. Such great, better confidence in those fucking defense put together. Uh, I'm really starting to lean into that whole bit where he's like, you know, if this team's not successful, that's on me. You know, you got to look at me because I put it together. It's like, mm-hmm. Sound to start mm, like starting to think of it's you. Starting to think it's uh you know my job should be in question. <laughs> like yeah well, here we go. It again. is Doug. You're fired. Yeah, definitely. So oh well. <laughs> All right, we got over the one hour mark. So now we can stop. But uh, people were still here after our hot takes on Huntley. New Year's is here. Do you have any exciting New Year's resolutions that you want to share? I have none. I'm like never. I'm kind of like I'm not really a believer in them. I'm just like do the stuff that you want to. Yeah. Or don't. That's true. But don't give yourself a reason to start the year disappointed in yourself. Listen, boys and girls, you're great. You don't need to change. You're wonderful. You're listening to this podcast right now. That makes you a winner. That's right. Not us. We're not winners, (laughs) but you. You're a winner, whether you're a cat or a human, or you're transitioning from cat to human, or human to cat, 
whatever you're doing, well, we believe in you. You've seen cats. Those people. <laughs> you've seen it. That's right. That's a lot of liker and a lot of spandex. Lycra? Like whatever it's called. Uh, it's a lot of softcore porn on stage. That's what it is. A lot of heavy petting. That's right. Oh boy, is there heavy petting. <laughs> but, you know. That's the Rum Tum Tugger didn't get his name from soft petting. <laughs> I think that's it. I think we've done enough damage, folks. Uh, very happy New Year to you if you celebrate. <laughs> Maybe you're Chinese. Maybe you're Muslim. Maybe this isn't Jewish people also a different New Year. So, you know. Sydney Applebaum could be celebrating an entirely, entirely different calendar. Grace celebrates one New Year. But if you are here celebrating American New Year, the you know enjoy it. Happy twenty twenty three. We'll be back next week, and we will talk to you next year. See ya. Meow. Meow. If you offer me a pheasant, I'd rather have grouse If you put me in a house, I would much prefer a flat If you put me in a flat, then I'd rather have a house If you set me on a mouse, then I only want a rat If you set me on a rat, then I'd rather choose a mouse And there isn't any call for me to shout it For he will do as he do, do. And there's a no doing anything about Ooh, I howled it <laughs>